Okay, so for the word, um, when I ask God what he wants to tell to you, he first shared something with me, which is always a good thing. <laughs> Obviously, he first shared it with me, but it was for me personal, and I, I really experienced it. What happened was, on Wednesday night, um, it was soaking here, and I was in bed, not too, feeling too well this week, and um, I, was, I, I put on some soaking music in the house, and then I went to lie in bed, and it started to rain. And um, God said to me, this is what I need to tell you, that today is bringing refreshing rains of his love and his grace to you, so that you do not feel weary anymore, so that you can run your race and not stumble, so that you can do what you need to do, and not feel burdened. And he said to me, this is what the, like an announcement that I need to make to you today. This is what he's doing today and in your life, is that he's giving you new strength. Um, I wrote some things down, things like he's restoring you, washing away the dust that's been cleaving onto you. Um, healing the heartache that you've been experiencing, the suffering, the hardship, the hopelessness that you've been experiencing. is restoring you, bringing joy to your life, bringing newness of life to you. Um, it's taking away the burdens. Um, if you've been feeling bent underneath the burdens, it's taking away that. If you have a troubled heart and a troubled mind, it's bringing you new life. So, if that is all you hear from today, that is the word of God for you today. So, also after the, the word, I want to minister to, to all of you. I want us to just experience that love of the Father. So, um, but then obviously I want to go to some scriptures. And um, the first thing I was thinking is that often in life, we do feel weary. And I think all of you can agree from time to time we feel burdened. And, and I said to Jesus, why? Like, why does it get like that? Because often we want to, to look for the cause. We want to look for the root of, of why. And then we get all types of things. Oh, I have too much to do. There's too much pressure on me. This person is not helping me. This person doesn't understand me. No, no, no. We have all kinds of reasons. And Jesus said to me, it's actually not that complicated. So let's go to Hebrews 12. Let's read from verse 1. Hebrews 12, verse 1. Therefore then, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses who have borne testimony to the truth, let us strip off and throw aside every encumbrance, unnecessary weight. And that sin which so readily clings to and entangles us and let us run with patient endurance and steady and active persistence the appointed course of the race that is set before us, looking away from all that will distract to Jesus, who is the leader and the source of our faith, giving the first incentive for our belief and is also its finisher, bringing it to maturity and perfection. He, for the joy of obtaining the prize that was set before him, endured the cross, despising and ignoring the shame, and is now seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Just think of him 
who endured from sinners such grievous opposition and bitter hostility against them. Reckon up and consider it all in comparison with your trials, so that you may not grow weary or exhausted, losing heart and relaxing and fainting in your minds. The only reason why we relax and faint in our minds and feel weary is because we're not looking to Jesus. It's the only reason. The things that we experience, I'm not speaking about being tired. Obviously, if you've worked hard and you need some sleep, that's good. I'm speaking about weary, feeling the burden of just life, feeling that you're not getting through the walls that you, that the, you've, you know, you've pushed and you've pushed and, and you're not getting through. The only reason why we feel like that is because we're not looking to Jesus. But now the good thing is, I say then to Jesus, now how do I look? And he said, it's not about how, how do you look, it's where do you look? And he showed me, John 1 verse 29 says, John um, was at the river of Jordan and he said, he proclaimed, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And Jesus said to me, if, my, if I can just see Jesus, that he is always loving and forgiving towards me, I will not feel burdened. Because often, if we look in the mirror of Christ, we often feel guilty and condemned because we do not feel that we've done enough. We know in the back of our mind that we are forgiven, that God loves us just as we are. But if we haven't performed quite right, or we haven't been doing quite what we thought we should be doing, we feel condemned and we become burdened. I'm just thinking of everyday examples in my own life. If I'm lying on the couch watching, watching a television program, I'm thinking, maybe I should rather be praying or you know, reading my Bible. Or I'm thinking, I see a guy with a crush, and I drive by or walk by, and I'm thinking, maybe I should have rather just prayed for them. Now, obviously, those things are, are good, and it is wonderful <laughs> to read and pray, and pray for the, um, pray for the, for the sick. But the guilt, when you do not do something which you see, think you ought to do, is much worse than just moving on, receiving his grace, and then doing what you need to do. The thing is, if we can hear the Spirit and just follow what the Spirit tells us to do, we will be free. 2 Corinthians 3 speaks about it. He says, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So freedom is not in the things that we do, freedom or the things that we think we need to be free from. Freedom is in experiencing the Spirit. Freedom is in hearing His voice and just doing that. So I'm not here today to, to say to you that lying on the couch is okay or giving you permission for this or that or not to do this or that. I'm here to tell you today that you are forgiven. I'm here to tell you today that Jesus has set you free and you have the Spirit of God inside of you, and you can hear His voice. So when you hear Him and follow Him, you are free. And the only way that we can hear Him is to understand that there's nothing between you and God, that there's no boundaries, there's no wall, because He has taken away all the sins of the world. He has truly forgiven you. And I think it is something that I meditate on a lot, because I hear a lot that we are forgiven, but I do not quite understand how it affects my life in all areas. You understand what I mean? You're not forgiven, so okay, I'm holy. Well, that's wonderful. But how does that word of forgiveness really affect my everyday living? 
And I just started to see that when I realize I'm forgiven, I can know that I'm one with the Father. So there's no barrier between me and God. And when I'm one and I can hear him and just live um, when he speaks to me and live, let him live through me, that is freedom. Because then when you are lying on the couch and you are free, then when you are praying for the sick, you are free. And it's not about the activity that you are doing. It's about experiencing Jesus in everything that you do because you hear him and, and do that. And I realize when I do not feel condemned, it's so much easier for me to see, you know, the sick person that's walking there to just have that boldness and walk up to them and be like, can I pray for you? But when I'm feeling condemned and feel that I haven't done enough in the past, then I continue not doing anything. You understand? So I want you to hear today that, that you are forgiven. So when we look, when Jesus says, if you are burdened, if you are, if you are heavy laden, look to him. Who is he that you look to? The one, the Lamb of God that forgave, that came to forgive the sins of the world. Um, Jesus said in Matthew, he said, those who are heavy laden, those who are burdened, come to me that you may have rest. So that is what you will find at Jesus. If you don't feel rested, run to him. That is what you will find. He's not going to put another burden on you. He says, my yoke is soft and easy. So what is that yoke that he's speaking about? That yoke is the word of Jesus. It's the teachings of Jesus, the commandments of Jesus, which is the gospel. So when you receive the words of life, if that is on your shoulders, there's a, a relief rather than than a burden. So he removes the burdens of the law that makes you feel heavy. The law that, that places a certain expectation on you. So instead, he places a yoke on you, uh, that rest which makes you, which makes you free and, and makes you refreshed and, and feeling and the joy of God and just feeling feeling and experiencing him. So let's go to Isaiah 50. Let's read verse, verse from verse 1. It says, Awake, awake, put on your strength, O Zion. Put on your beautiful garments, O Jerusalem, the holy city. For henceforth they shall no more come into you the uncircumcised and the clean, unclean. Shake yourself from the dust. Arise, sit erect in a dignified place, O Jerusalem. Loose yourself from the bonds of your neck, O captive daughter of Zion. For thus says the Lord, you were sold for nothing, and you shall be redeemed without money. Jesus wants to awake us to his truth and his righteousness, that he is completely satisfied with you. There's nothing that he thinks, he doesn't look at you and, and think there's something missing. Um, and just some of the details in these verses really bless me. So he says, awake, awake, put on your strength, O Zion. Okay, so I want us to first go to um, Isaiah 40, then we're going to get back here. Let's read Isaiah 40 from verse 28. He says, have you not known, have you not heard, the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, does not faint or grow weary. 
There is no searching of his understanding. He gives power to the faint and weary, and to him who has no might, he increases strength, causes it to multiply, and making it to abound. Even youths shall faint and be weary, and selected young men shall, be feebly, shall feebly stumble and fall exhausted. But those who wait for the Lord, who expect, look for, and hope in him, shall change and renew their strength and power. They shall lift their wings up, and mount up close to God as eagles, mount up to the sun. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint or become tired. He says, those who wait upon the Lord. So what is that waiting? It is an, an eager expectation that God will do the work in you and not you have to perform it. So that is the, the patiently awaiting God. Remember, patience is a fruit of the Spirit. So when we yield to the Spirit... He also works patience inside of us so that we are able to wait upon Jesus so that he can do what, what he wants to do. So he says, those who wait upon the, upon the Lord, they shall change and renew their strength. So what is this changing? I almost want to say the exchanging of strength. It is exchanging your strength for his strength. It is exchanging your burdens for his light yoke. Because in verse 28, he just say that God does not grow weary. He does not become tired. So when he's renewing our strength, he is, in essence, giving his strength for us. And God inside you cannot become weary. God who is living inside you cannot be, be t- become tired. God who is living inside of you cannot stumble. So when you walk by the light, who is Jesus living inside of you, you cannot stumble. He is the light of the, wor- the world, and those who, who walk after him can, cannot fall. They cannot stumble. Okay, They cannot walk in darkness. And in, when you're in darkness, when you, that, that is exactly when you stumble. But when Jesus is inside of you, and you yield, you give over to him, it is impossible. So he says, <clears throat> you shall change and renew their strength and power. He says, they shall lift their wings and mount up as eagles. Now, I want us to just go to Malachi 4. We're going to get back here again. It's just, just some nice things that I saw. It's the last book, I think, in the Old Testament. Yeah, Malachi 4, verse 2. He says, but unto you who revere, revere, revere and worship fully fear my name, shall the Son of Righteousness arise with healing in his wings, and his beams in his wings and his beams, and you shall go forth and gamble like calves, released from the stall and live for joy. Okay, so he's speaking of Jesus, who is the Son of Righteousness. Okay, meaning like the sun, like uh, the moon and the stars, that sun. Okay. And then he says, he will arise with healing in his wings. So he is, for me, he's like um, putting in, um, it's like a metaphor for eagle, you know. So he shall arise with healing in his wings. So if we go back to Isaiah 40, he says, they shall lift their wings and mount up close to God as eagles, mount up to the sun. Okay. So he is comparing 
Jesus is the son of righteousness. He is like an eagle. And when he rises up, there's healing in his wings. But now he says, those who wait upon the Lord will rise up as an eagle, okay? And their strength shall be renewed. Why? Because of the same righteousness. The righteousness, Jesus, who is in right standing with God, there's no fault in Jesus. That same Jesus has given you a new identity, and now you are in equality with God. No sin can be found in you. No iniquity can be found in you. There's nothing wrong with you. I want you to hear it today. There's nothing wrong with you. Maybe you are wondering, what is wrong with me? Why am I not getting this? Why? Am, what is, why? There's nothing wrong with you. It's only you that think there's something wrong with you. In Jesus, when he looks at you, he sees himself in you. Like if he sees himself as an eagle, he sees you as an eagle. That when you rise up, your strength is renewed. There's healing in your wings. That wherever you come, you bring healing to people. But that same strength that is portrayed in an eagle, that is the strength inside of you. So Jesus is literally... Um, manifesting himself, he's personifying himself through through you. Um, and that was just so beautiful for me. So he's giving his strength. He's not expecting me to be like him. He is literally living inside of me, doing it through me. So those who wait upon the Lord, those who allow him to live his life through you, their strength shall be renewed. They shall shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not be faint or become tired. And that is your portion. You can today say that from today on, I never, I don't need to become weary. I don't need to become tired. I don't need to feel that, that I'm stumbling. Because Jesus, is his words today, it's just bringing, bringing like new, new life to you. It's Him inside of you. So let's go back to Isaiah 52. Okay, so He says, Awake, put on your strength. So now we saw how we put on that strength. It is His strength. We exchange our strength for His strength. O Zion, that is us, the church. Put on your beautiful garments, O Jerusalem. Now, the holy city. So he's saying that we are holy. Now, that beautiful garment, it is the robe of righteousness. Okay? So Jesus became sin. He who knew no sin. 2 Corinthians 5.21 He who knew no sin became sin so that we might be the righteousness of God. So when he's saying put on a beautiful garment, he's speaking of that robe of righteousness. See yourself in the light of, of being holy, of having no sin. And then he just made that connection to me again. When Jesus, he said, put on your yoke. Where do you put on the yoke? Yeah, on your shoulders. Where do you put on a garment? You, you, you put it on your shoulders. So the, that yoke of Jesus is that rope of righteousness that is putting on you. And that's why it's light and soft. I'm just thinking of like Joseph, he's beautiful. Woo! <laughs> Just like ooh, beautiful robe of robe of righteousness. So that is what he's putting onto you. And he said, from, from for henceforth they shall no more come into you the uncircumcised and the unclean. It is impossible for you to have sin in your life because you have died to sin. 
and you have no communion with it any longer. So I was just thinking of Hebrews 12 again. He says, look unto Jesus, throw off every encumbrance or sin. What is that sin? Unbelief. It's just that. Sin is unbelief in what Jesus did for you. So what is usually the thing that, that burdens us down? It is not believing what Jesus has already done. So you are still worried about having, have you done enough or not enough. Jesus is long past that. <laughs> He's just saying, believe me when I tell you that you are forgiven. Believe me when I tell you that you are holy. So the, the only thing, that sin, that makes us heavy and burdened is the unbelief that he's living inside of us. It's, it's just unbelief in, in what he has done. Okay. So he says, shake yourself from the dust, arise, sit in a dignified place, O Jerusalem. Loose yourselves from the bonds of your neck, O captive daughter of Zion. So there he was speaking of the bonds. So he's saying, let it go. Let the law which places a burden on you, the law which dictates you to do certain things. And the law... It's, we are often just a law for ourselves. <laughs> I mean, we, don't, we haven't read ex, Exodus 20 in, in years. <laughs> but still, we struggle with certain things, certain um, dictations that we, we put on, our, on ourselves. He says, lose yourself from that. It is not on God. Put on the beautiful garment. Now, when he said, shake yourself from the dust, arise and sit in a dignified place, I say to Jesus, what is that? How do I arise? How do I get from there to here? And he says to me, he showed me in John 11, where he spoke to Lazarus. And he says, Lazarus, can, can come forth. So how did Lazarus rise from the dead? He was in the, the pit, literally. <laughs> we are now speaking of us spiritually. Well, sometimes physically in our bodies. No? So we are now in a pit. How did Lord Lazarus get out of there? It was the words of Jesus that imparted grace to him that rose him from the dead. Lazarus didn't do anything. <laughs> he was dead. <laughs> so sometimes when we are down there, we feel, what more can I do? What more can I do to get out of here? Um, because I still feel I'm down here. I'm still tired. I've now done everything. What is wrong with me? Lazarus was dead. That was the very thing that was wrong with him. He was, you know, it cannot get worse than that. He was dead. But what happened? Jesus came and he spoke a word of life. He said, rise up. Lazarus, come forth. So when he is saying today, arise and sit in a dignified place, he's calling you forth. He says, react. Come, sit with me and rest with me. Sit on this throne of grace. Come to Jesus. Those who are weary, run to him because he will give you rest. Now he says, Loose yourself from the bonds of your neck. Oh no, I first want to read the first sentence. Shake yourself from the dust. So it's like, how do I shake? How do I shake this dust? <laughs> and he, he showed me when the disciples went from town to town, when he sent them out, um, he said, when you get in a place and they do not receive you, as you leave, shake off the dust. So he showed me it's in my going that I'm shaking off the dust. So when you are sitting in the pit, that's not where you're shaking off the dust. It's by moving forward, just going, 
just running your race. That's how you shake off the dust. <laughs> okay? It's not by, by sitting where you are. So you hear the words of Jesus. You hear the Spirit speaking to you. He's saying to you. He's giving you that patience to wait upon Jesus so that Jesus can do the work. He's not demanding from you to do something. He is giving you the grace and he's saying, just hold on. Just keep going. Just keep going. Just hear my love for you. Just hear my words for you. Just keep going and I will do a work in you. I will remove your burden. I will give you new strength and I will bring you to where you need to be. Okay. And then he says, for thus says the Lord, you were sold with, for nothing, and you shall be redeemed without money. And that is the cross of Christ. I mean, just the next chapter speaks about it. Who has believed our message? And then he says, um, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our guilt and iniquities. The chastisement of our peace and well-being um, was upon him, and with his stripes um, we are healed and made whole. Um, I just want to go back to Isaiah 52 from verse 7. He says, How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings good tidings, who publishes peace, who brings good tidings of good, who publishes salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. Verse 9, break forth joyously, sing together, you waste places of Jerusalem, for the Lord has comforted his people, he has redeemed Jerusalem. So what is the effect of when Jesus speaks to us? What will be the result when Jesus speaks to us? It will be joy. It will be, there's no more depression anymore. It is, um, the Lord has, it is comfort. It is um, singing together. He says, break forth joyously. So it's also that breaking forth. It's that moving forward, breaking out. It is no, no longer the bondage on you. Um, it's no longer to be in those waste places. So it is prosperity. Okay, Psalm, Psalm 23. If you, if you go where the shepherd leads you, he will take you to green pastures. So when you follow him, when you just keep on going, your end is green pastures. There's no other end with Jesus. There's only one end, and that is green pastures. So um, this morning, I just paged through Isaiah, and I just saw some beautiful scriptures. So I thought, let me just touch on one or two of them. Like Isaiah 51, verse um, 11, he says... And the redeemed of the Lord shall return and come with singing to Zion. Everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness, and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. This awesome, let's page a few back. Again, Isaiah 40, but from verse 1. He says, comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to the heart of Jerusalem and cry to her that her time of service and her warfare are ended. That her punishment is accepted. What is that punishment? The cross. So what Jesus prayed, that punishment, it is accepted. And iniquity is pardoned and she has received punishment from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice of one who cries, prepare, prepare in the wilderness the way of the Lord. Clear away the obstacles. Make straight and smooth in the desert 
a highway for our God. So that was John, ne? speaking of Jesus. Look, there, the Lamb of God coming to take away the sins of the world. Every valley shall be lifted and filled up, and every mountain and hill shall be made low, and the crooked and the uneven shall be made straight and level, and the rough places a plain. And the glory, the majesty, and the splendor of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. A voice says, and I said, what we shall cry, all flesh is as frail as grass, and all that makes its attractiveness, its kindness, its mercy from God, its glory and comeliness, is transitory like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades, when the breath of the Lord blows upon it. Surely all people are like grass. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. I'm just thinking again of of the later verses in Isaiah 40, where he says, the Lord does not grow weary, and the young, they will fall and stumble. So that is what the flesh does. It will fall and stumble. But if you wait upon the Lord, you will run and not become weary. You will walk and not become faint or tired. So he is saying, the flesh is just like the grass, but the word of the Lord endures forever. What is that, that word? It is the word, the good news of Jesus coming to you today, which you hear. So when you hear the word, Lazarus, come forth. <laughs> when you hear the word, you are forgiven. When you hear the word, there is grace for you. You are okay. There's nothing wrong with you. You are holy. When you hear the word that um, your war, the warfare has ended, when you hear the word that... Your, your suffering, yeah, I've, I've, I've announced the end of your suffering. That is the word of Jesus, and that lasts forever. He says, comfort my people. And then he said in verse 4, everybody shall be lifted and filled up, and every mountain and hill shall be made plain and low. Everyone. There's not one problem in your life that will stand up against the word of Jesus. Not one. Every valley shall be filled up, every mountain be made level, every single one of them. Every is every. And if Jesus says every, then I'm like, thank you, Jesus. Not one problem is, is left out. Now let's just go back to Hebrews 12 where we started. Let's just read that again from verse 1. Since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses who have borne testimony to the truth... So he's saying there are people that have borne testimony to the truth. They have seen that the truth is the truth. It's not the fairy tale. So they have now, they have borne testimony to this. Let us strip off and throw aside every encumbrance, that unnecessary weight, and that sin or unbelief, which so readily clings to and entangles us. So that clinging is like the dust. Okay, but Jesus, with the washing of the rain, the word, the washing of the word, is washing away that dust. Let us run with patient endurance and steady and active persistence the appointed course of the race that is set before us. That, that race is knowing him, just knowing him. Looking away from all that will distract to Jesus, who is the leader and the source of our faith. So he's the one... We started the work in you, like I read in the offering about finances, but applying to all things in our lives. You started the work in you, we'll bring it to completion. 
and is also its finisher. He, for the joy, so it was a joy for him, that was set before him, endured the cross, despising and ignoring the shame, and is now seated at the right hand of the throne of God. So Jesus is resting, okay? Just think of him, who endured from sinners such grievous opposition and bitter hostility against him, so that you may not grow weary or exhausted, losing heart and relaxing and fainting in your minds. The good news today is that Jesus died for you. He brought you forgiveness. He has made you righteous. There's nothing wrong with you. If you've been struggling, if you've not been getting breakthrough, if you've been feeling weary, there's nothing wrong with you. Today, I'm just showing you Jesus to make it easy for you to look to him. He has come to bring salvation to you. Um, he's given you a rope of righteousness, a soft yoke. It is not a heavy thing. It is, it is light. It is, it is his words of love and grace towards you. And that's my word for today. I know it's not very long, but I know that this is what Jesus wanted to say to you today.